If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Good afternoon, Tim. Good afternoon to you, Bless. And rounding out the crew for today, we have the Nitro Rifle. Texas Treat Latino Heat, clicking heads and ripping them to shreds. The globe trotting, head shotting, rooting, tooting, three-point shooting. Nitro Rifle from Twitch.tv. Andy Cortez. You haven't missed a beat this whole year, Tim. I love it. I You've love it. It's been so long. It's just so much fun. Like, the moment I say rooting tootin', I just can't wait to say three-point shoot. Turn into a cowboy. <laughs> you know? It just gets so fun. Well, that was Nick who added the rooting tootin', and it was just rooting tootin'. And I was exactly. like, what if we write him with three-point shooting? Yeah. But can you imagine that? Me walking down the WWE tunnel. I can't. And You're going, because I'm the globe trodden, head shodden, not trying. Everybody's, like, yeah. fucking doing wow. all the It's the best. Think about wow. that. That's going to happen one day. use when you clothesline. Yeah, I'll do an elbow drop on Nick or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. Power bomb his bitch. I want to see ribs. you do a frog splash. I think you got one good frog splash in you and me. For the rest of your but life. But it'll take like 22 years off my yeah, lifespan. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it's going to be super sweet. Very detrimental to me. Yeah. <laughs> of course, this is the Kind of Funny Games cast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. And it's... It's review. That's not even a season anymore. It's just life now. You're young. Uh, all year long. All year long. Will next year be this again? Probably. We're just going to be playing games. They call that global reviewing. That's what it is. <laughs> global, global reviewing, reviewing is yeah. what's, cur- what's yeah, occurring right climate now. Climate change. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned, honestly, to all of Kind of Funny's content. I, I know that we do a lot, but please subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny and YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. I don't games. think we do enough. Uh, and all. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can upload more videos. <laughs> <laughs> and all of the, the various um, podcast feeds, like honestly, kind of funny in review, kind of funny screencast, kind of funny podcast, games daily, uh, PS I love you XOXO, kind of funny X cast. If you could subscribe to all those on podcast feeds, that would be awesome. And I promise you, if you do that, we will deliver the goods these next couple months because we have so much cool stuff to talk about, so much great games to cover. Uh, hopefully, not that many bad games uh, and movies as well, TV shows, all that stuff. So please support us over there. Remember, every day we are streaming. We do games daily, covering the news. And that goes right into a Twitch stream um, where normally Andy, Nick, and Mike, with always fun poppins from other people, uh, will be playing some games over uh, live on Twitch or YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Tomorrow, so. big day, Thursday, my birthday. I'm playing Returnal on PC Ooh. with Blessing. Oh. It's your birthday eve right I can't now. I believe it's your 25th birthday. Birthday yeah. eve. 26, nice. actually. Come on. Oh, I love that. So that'll be fun. Um, that'll be, be young enough to stink. The the day you're hey. seeing this, that'll be be happening. So come hang out with Andy on his birthday there. Um, of course, you can also get this show ad-free by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you did that, just like our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. You are the best of us. Thank that you, is a fact. Uh, but if you don't have a dollar to toss our way, that is cool. You can use our epic creator code, kindoffunny, on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support Kind of Funny. Uh, Returnal is on Epic Game Store, I think. Uh, and oh, who knows? Probably. And if it is, if you're buying it, yeah, go for it. Have you, have you played yet? Can you talk about it? Yeah, I can talk about it. It's, uh, I mean, it feels great on keyboard mouse. This yeah. is like the game, a perfect game was made even more perfect there. Well, there you go. Perfecter. Get it using our code. Is it? Oh, there it How about is. That? That's there it is. Store. How about yeah. that? Use our, our code. Kind of funny. Thank you very much for that. Uh, today we're brought to you by Shady Raisin Honey, but I'll tell you about that later. Um, just a little housekeeping. I want to give another shout out to uh, Barrett's hour-long breakdown of the Tears of the Kingdom trailer that you can check out uh, in all the places you'd expect to see it. Um, and what, what else do you want to shout out here, Bless? Just KFG in general. Like yeah. KFG's been killing it. Mm-hmm. So go check out KFG every single day, every morning. Twitch.tv, mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash games. It's going to be great. Yeah. Great for everybody. And also check out the last episode of The Blessing Show, the non-Game of the Year awards for 2022. Don't yeah. watch Greg's one. Don't, don't watch don't. Greg's episode. <laughs> don't please watch don't. Please don't. Um, we're going to talk about something today. A little oh, game. One more thing I want to shout out, because I believe this comes out later in the day tomorrow. 
after. Let me look up the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Look at yeah. the calendar really quick. We can, yes, yes we can talk about this. So PS, I love you, XOXO uh, should be up by now, and that should be our PlayStation VR 2 and Horizon Call of the Mountain reviews. Wow. So you want to check that out for sure. That is an uh, excellent point. Yeah. Uh, again, just subscribe to all of our stuff and just be, be ready because we're going to deliver the goods, uh, and it, it all starts a couple weeks ago, but it's going to continue <laughs> forever. So have fun with that. Uh, but let's have the fun continue. Hopefully... Hopefully, we're going to talk about some good stuff here. I don't. I actually don't know what you the don't verdict, know shit. Dude. I don't you know don't shit know what about what we're getting into here. Oh, man. A game called Wild Hearts. Uh, Andy, you've played it. Bless, you've played it. Andy, you're lead reviewer on this one, so I want to get your thoughts first on uh, what you think of the game. But first off, what is this game? What's the top-level pitch? Wild Hearts is a game by Omega Force. This game was published by Koei Tecmo and EA Originals. It is just straight up a Monster Hunter game. It's it'd be tough to call it a Monster Hunter like game because it's just straight up Monster Hunter. Ed. If you kind of blur your eyes and look at it, you're like, yeah, that's that's seems like Monster Hunter. Uh, all the way down to the animations are very very similar. Uh, you have a bunch of different um, weapons you can choose from and customize. Fight awesome beasts that eventually transform in all their different phases. You are trying to rid the land of this sort of like weird kind of disease that's going on. And all these monsters are affected by it and kind of ruining the region. So you're trying to take them out while like getting cool loot from them and then using that loot to upgrade your weapons. The biggest twist, though, the thing that sets it apart from a Monster Hunter game are these sort of magical crates that you have. And when we first saw this in the first couple of trailers, I was like, that looks like a lame gimmick. Just give me the weapon. I'll just do that. I don't really care about these little abilities you get in the game. Um... But I think these abilities make the game what it is and make it great. Uh, this is a four out of five great for me. So far, I'm not done with it, but I'm about like 35 hours in. I've been playing the shit out of it. Wow. I can't stop playing it. I really, really, really like this game. I think it might be... I would have given it a higher score if it didn't look ugly sometimes. Because the game is pretty <laughs> unoptimized in a lot of different places. The game has like a day-night cycle that can cause things to look really flat and kind of gross sometimes. I posted a picture on Twitter last night that was like especially egregious. But um, the game's also suffering from a lot of performance issues on PC as well, which is when we requested codes, I always like to request too because the state of PC ports these days has always been pretty bad and unhealthy. And whenever I start up a PC game, I go, no, nope, never mind. I'm going to play this on console because I don't want to wait for three patches to come through for this game to be ready to play. Um, the game is a shitload of fun, though, man. We pl uh, Blessing me and Joey played it on Monday. Um, I've been mostly soloing it this whole time, uh, except for the couple times that we did sort of squad up and take down a couple monsters. Yeah, it's a Monster Hunter game. If you are into Monster Hunter, you will really, really dig this. These The thing that sets it apart is like what I was mentioning earlier. These abilities that you get that you continue to evolve as you keep leveling up. It starts off with just like a basic crate. Think of it as like a defensive sort of Fortnite putting down walls thing when you're fighting these big enemies. And when, when you're fighting these big bosses, large, awesome, cool-looking creatures, you'll sometimes get a, a little in-game prompt that'll say, hey, put down, hold down the L1 button and hit square, 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 or whatever button it is for you. I, I did a lot of key binding, uh, remapping or whatever. And you'll put down three crates of walls, and then the enemy charges you, boom, hits the crates, gets knocked down. And you go, oh shit, this is what these crates can be used for. You can also jump off the crates to do a jumping attack. We and just saw something that looked dope as shit. Whoever was playing in this video missed the final hit, but they like set down a zip line, zip lined up over this giant monster, and then jumped down for a, a sword attack, which looks very cool and fun and it just keeps on getting bigger and badder and better like all of the abilities you keep on unlocking um it starts off with just those basic crates that you can stack on top to also use for a traversal in case you're trying to get somewhere just while you're running around the world not even necessarily during combat but oh i want to get up there i don't want to run around this whole route i'll put up three crates then you sort of get a jumping boost off of it let me climb this little cliff and i'll be totally fine it starts off with those crates and then it turns into there's a stake you could put down that has fire on it. When you run through it, your weapon now has fire damage like mm. that you just kind of use and destroy enemies with. 
There's also like a launch pad, right, Bless? There's a little yeah, thing you can kind of spring like off a of. spring. Jump towards the enemy. There's a an item you can use that can help you scale down really, really high heights because there is a fall damage death. You can fall really far without dying, but there is a limit that they do put it at, which was kind of surprising. But you can sort of put down a little item that when you grab it, it, get, it becomes like a little propeller and you can kind of just flow down like Mario, you know, mm. a little, when he's a little propeller oh, block. Um, the game is so fucking fun and it keeps on giving you newer things to unlock as you are progressing the story. Um, you can summon a, you can put down a couple of blocks with a certain button combination and a big ass fucking hammer pops out and boom, hits the enemy, big uh, damage sort of hit. And there's walls that eventually transform and become gigantic, big fortified walls that even tougher attacks can't get through. It just keeps on expanding and getting cooler and cooler. And I, I can't stop playing it. I'm having a blast. Bless, you've put in how many hours so far? So I've probably play, played uh, a bit more than like 10 hours. I've been split between Wild Hearts and then also doing PSVR review and right. other stuff. And so I've not gotten to play as much as I've wanted to. But this has been the game where... Out of all the games I've been playing the last month or so, this is the one that's been demanding most of my attention. When I'm not playing Wild Hearts, I want to play Wild Hearts, and that's the best compliment I can give to this 100%. game because I'm not uh, historically I've not been a Monster Hunter person. I've always wanted to be a Monster Hunter person, but Monster Hunter has always been either wrong place, wrong time for me. For when Monster Hunter World came out, I didn't know what I was doing. Right, Monster Hunter Rise came out, I was playing different games. Right, Rise was the wrong place, wrong time for me. Now yeah. World, I got really, really into. Yeah, and Rise came out again uh, last month. And again, it was another one of those things where I just wasn't feeling it in the moment, right? Like, I, I, there's nothing bad I can say about Monster Hunter games, right? This is all all just a me thing in terms of where I'm at and, like, um, uh, in terms of not being able to get into them. Wild Hearts was the one for me where I booted it up, started playing it, and I think the thing that first captured me was the building, where I'll describe it as a halfway point between Fortnite and Death Stranding where you are building in the moment, right? In the way that you would do in a Fortnite, in the action, right? You are, all right, I got to build a wall, uh, tap square, boom, build. And like with, with the building combinations, right? It's really cool because it is L1 square will build a crate. And then if you keep tapping, the crates will build in a way to where if you stack up six of them, it transforms and mechanizes into a bigger wall. Uh, and so you have like these building combos that I think are really cool and really creative. But yeah, the building is in the action and they allow you to do the things like andy mentioned where you build a wall if the if the a big monster runs into it it'll stun them a little bit or you can uh climb the wall and jump off of it to get height to then maybe get um like a better hit on the enemy like an enhanced hit on the enemy you have the um, the attack combos are insane the attack combos are incredible the you have like, like propellers like andy mentioned that you can build like a bunch of different tools that you can build that are again really fun to use in the moment and then i bring in death training with it because it, they are built with purpose you're not just building walls you can build uh towers that'll help you find and detect the kimono which are the names of the monsters in, in the game you can build um campfires and like you can set up shop pretty much anywhere on the on these uh big open maps to like be your fast travel locations or be the locations you come back to to cook food or uh set up camp or do whatever uh and so like i, I really like that aspect as well and then yeah the combat is really fun um, the uh, assortment of weapons that you can choose from, even from the beginning of the game, I believe you have like five different weapons uh, that you can choose from, being like a samurai sword, this like umbrella sword. What I use is the is the bow and arrow, which I was expecting the bow and arrow to be garbage, just because most of the most of the the weapons you can choose from are these melee weapons, right? And so I'm like, all right, like let's see if the bow and arrow gets much love. And I fucking love the bow and arrow. Mm. I think it's a bit of an acquired taste. Um, you know, I talked uh, or Andy was telling me that. Mike, when he was playing, wasn't digging it, and I think that's mainly because the he bow wasn't and hitting a shot. Dude sucks. Yeah, he's he's fucking garbage. Yeah. We know this about <laughs> Mike. But also, it's the bow and arrow is weirdly close range. Like it's not really a long range weapon in the game, and so you have to get up in your enemy's face, and then also you have to like charge it, and then also mm. you have different like the button scheme for the bow and arrow is different than what you'd expect. But I found it really fun to where you have two modes you can essentially be in. Right, you can hold it upright or you can hold it sideways right and get crazy with it uh <laughs> but if you hold it upright <laughs> yeah it was one moment we were fighting a boss and bless is like all right like it was almost like the lean forward gamer chair moment yeah. or oh, like yeah. all right i'm i'm putting the bow sideways i felt like holding an uzi sideways yeah. <laughs> you know, i felt like i was in san andreas uh but you do that uh and then you if you press and that's to press square to go back and forth between sideways and upright if you press triangle once with the bow and arrow it does like a like a charge where your arrow or your bow starts glowing a little bit and then a second triangle is like a second charge and that both of those charges unlock 
basically like new forms of attacks to where you know if you're holding it upright you press one charge it does like a power hit press it twice it does like a super power hit that takes a long time to to, to actually let go of if you're holding it sideways charge once and it does like a like a um, like a scatter like repeat attack where you're like where oh, you're cool. letting go of that thing fast and then when you press triangle twice so you get the double charge and you're holding sideways it does like a, a rain, yeah like a volley so you're raining from above and all these attacks I have so much fun with doing, especially when you're playing multiplayer, and it is Andy getting getting in the monster's face, building the big hammers to get down and doing all the melee attacks, and then me from far away charging, waiting for the right moment, and then like getting the perfect attack off where it is, you know, instead of doing 50, 30 damage, now I'm getting off like 300, 400 damage. It is so satisfying. It is so fun. And then the monsters, or the quote-unquote kimono themselves, are really cool. I really like their design. I'm with Andy, though, that the game doesn't always look pretty and i think that is one of the bigger downfalls of it is with these monsters that i'd say are well designed and look really cool especially when they transform and get all these different qualities to them the resolution and the fidelity of like even their fur and like the the textures themselves i think you're playing on performance mode right i am playing on performance same mode on, on ps5, PS5 and it? i don't know if you had that same that that same thing with like the how they actually look because I it's it's weird I like how they look but I also don't like how they look at the same time and this is like an art direction versus art quality thing with no it. yeah a lot of it comes down to just rendering power I this game is again like I mentioned pretty unoptimized in a lot of spots later in the game I saw a friend of ours skill up tweeting about certain areas where you can uh, there's a certain area later on in the game I wouldn't even say late game because I feel like I'm maybe halfway through but you hit an area where there's snow. And the snow particles look god-awful. Mm. And it also just kind of tanks performance. Even on performance mode, you're dipping probably around like 40 frames per second every once in a while. Um, yeah, I think that's legitimately the only thing that I'm holding it back from being like a 5 out of 5. Dang. That's yeah. really cool. Bless you haven't beat it or not even mm. close but like what would you air towards on the review scale i'll probably i agree with everything andy said right like i, I can see it being a four out of five again i'm very far from being i guess that far in the game and so like i wouldn't give an official uh review but i do co-sign everything andy said like i think that sounds spot on so andy you were saying that you played a lot with people and a lot solo do you think that the experience is greatly enhanced with others or do you still think that it could be a four out of five for you even just alone if i i was playing alone and still really really loving it um when you're playing solo similar to in monster hunter where you have your little palico cat help friender guy your little, little dude uh your little monsty or whatever the fuck they call him. um <laughs> i didn't play rise so I, I don't have a whole lot of background there um in this world you have an equivalent to that they're like these little they remind you of the Yahaha! in breath of the wild the koroks koroks they're little wooden orbs that are kind of like nature but also tech looking hmm. and they help you out and you level those guys up as well so when you're running around the world if you get stunned in a by a monster or whatever your your thing will like do something to get the attention of the monster and then you'll see on the left your sukumo took the attention away from the monster so the monster is going to go attack that now cool. then you can get out of the stun uh and and kind of save yourself um, whenever you're low on health, if you level it up enough, it'll put up a healing mist for you. Whenever you are maybe low on materials, that you use materials to essentially build these items, and you can find the materials kind of scattered all around you. But if you're in a pinch and you need some, every once in a while, your little Sukumo little friend guy will throw out little, you know, uh, building materials you can go collect and then continue and building uh, to either defend yourself or attack the enemy. Um, I will say a couple of recommendations for people. Uh, one of those, like, you know, imagine an article, like, here's five things you should know before blah, blah, blah. Um, I would say that I'm always kind of the person that mains one weapon. I don't really want to mess around. Once I find something, I'll stick with it. But you find so much joy out of um, kind of in your hub world, you eventually get like a little training dummy and you can test out these weapons on it. And when you go test them out, it'll tell you, uh, hit R1 three times for this basic combo. Hit R1 twice, then heavy for this combo. When you're jumping in the air, hit R1, hold triangle, and it kind of like teaches you yeah. the nuances of the combat. And it opens up 
in such a cool way where you're like, oh shit, I want to use this now because this weapon 1, is going to be cool as shit. I had that same exact uh, thing happen to me with the the katana that you start off with, where you know I pretty I switched to bow and arrow pretty pretty early on, and I learned all the bow, bow and arrow stuff just by like messing with it. And it took me a while because that shit was complicated. It doesn't straight up just tell you these things unless you go to the training dummy. And so I went to the training dummy when I um was like, you know what, let me test out some of these other weapons, and got to the part where it's like, all right press square, all right, press triangle. And then I got to a part where I was like, all right, now press, I forget the button combination, but it was like R2 and triangle or something for when your meter is all the way up to then pull out your whip. And I'm like, oh, wait, I had a whip? <laughs> like, this is a thing that I could do? Yeah. yeah, and from there on, I was like, oh, this weapon's dope as fuck. I got to find uh, uh, more opportunities to, to bust this thing out. I, I need to see uh, Soon-He Legend do awesome gifts with it because there's oh, a weapon called... Sure. So I, I've... You start with the katana, and I like the katana a lot. Very, very fast action, super fast, kind of get in, get out. You can get like four to five slashes off and then back away. Game's got a really good dodge roll and a slide oh, away. Yeah, when I love it. It's got a good dodge roll for timing and iframes and stuff, but also just the sprint and slide away. Really good for getting out of danger. Or if you want to get even more out of danger, you could hold down the build tool, put down the little platform and boom you can bounce away and get even further away so there's like really really cool methods of of transportation and just kind of uh maneuverability but one of the weapons um that i the mo- weapon that i moved on from after the katana was the big ass sword right whenever i play souls games i always just have the big heavy sword that's like it's going to be really lumbering and if you hit one too many times you're definitely going to be vulnerable for an attack from the monster i moved to that uh weapon which has really cool combos and really cool charge-up abilities. Um, much like Souls games and, and I believe Monster Hunter games as well, there's different types of damage. You don't need to pay attention to it a whole lot. I wouldn't say, like, don't overcomplicate it if you don't want to, but the hammer, big-ass fucking hammer, will be, like, a strike damage. There's enemies in this game. This boss is kind of made of rocks. They're going to be more vulnerable to a hammer hitting them as opposed to a sword slashing them. Mm. So the swords have slash damage. The arrows have like pierce damage or whatever. So the hammer's got a lot of really cool combos as well. Um, There's a sort of staff that transforms. The staff transforms to a big-ass shuriken that you can throw. And if you get it back, you can start timing on these combos where whenever whenever you see like your character kind of blink... That means that you want to switch to the next weapon because that's going to build your kind of ultimate power. Go ahead, Tim. Forgive my ignorance on this because I haven't really played Monster Hunter games. When you say switch weapons, are you talking about just switching modes like you saw about bow and arrow? No, the things, the, or can you actually like switch between from the katana to the hammer to the 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 staff is a transforming weapon. Okay, so the staff transforms into. The, so the katana is its own weapon. You have to equip weapons before you go out. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, before okay. you start a hunt. So once you st- once you're out in the field and you're hunting monsters, you are stuck with that weapon. Yeah, you have but to go back and then switch. But similar to uh, like a bloodborne, where you have your saw blade that transforms. This staff switches into like five different forms. weapons. Yeah, forms. And in order to do that, you see like your character blink, and if you time it right, you'll throw the shuriken. When it arrives, your character blinks. You hit triangle again. Then it becomes this attack, staff hit down, blink again, it's two daggers, and it keeps on building and building up until the point where when you get the the bar filled up enough, you don't got to do any of this shit. You can keep it simple if you like, but it just makes it that much cooler. It becomes a gigantic sword like the size of a fucking 18-wheeler. It's really, really cool. <laughs> but the weapon I think you'll vibe with, Bless, uh, Baird, if we can find footage for this, it's called the Claw Blade. Mm. It's something you probably have, able, uh, you're able to unlock it probably already, but... It's a weapon that I saw, I was like, I don't really know, that doesn't really mean anything to me. But it's a kind of like claw with a rope attached to it, right? And you can like just melee people, and when you build up your special enough, you throw it and you pierce it into the enemy, and then you like zip towards them, do a bunch of fucking moves, you fly on the other side of them, you zip towards back to them, do a bunch of fucking moves, and you just keep on like kind of flying back and forth to them, and it Mm -hmm. becomes... So insanely cool and just visually awesome looking where I uh, it makes me want to use it just to be that dude in battle. That's like, oh, that guy's manning a claw blade. This guy's fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. badass. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, so here yeah. we go. Here's here's that sort of move where you can like dodge in midair. But this is attack you, on Titan. And then if then you can zip right back Holy to shit. them um, right here and like move. And then you'll fly on the other side of them and 
at this little circle bar is running out, and that's the amount of times that you can eventually go back to them. It is so that's dope as hell. It's I didn't know so badass, dude. So again, a weapon that I never thought I would use because I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to use the staff that transforms. I'll use the big ass sword, and I'll use the hammer for certain enemies. Here comes a fourth weapon, and I'm like, oh shit! There's also a an umbrella weapon that like has blades on the end of it. Clock. Don't know what that's about. Yeah. <laughs> this game is just endlessly out. badass, man. Yeah. Like that's I am so having cool. so much fun with it. And there's so much depth to it too, where mm. I feel like I'm barely I, again, I've played around I'm ten hours or so, and I feel like I barely scratched the surface. When you open up the skill tree for like uh I guess for your character, right? If you go down, it just feels like it goes down forever. And there's also skill trees for weapons, right? And you can like transform weapons into other weapons essentially, or like upgrade them to different versions of that uh same weapon. There's so much going on there. There's so much of the map that I don't have uncovered yet, right? Like I feel like they're uh, they they went in their duffy in terms of hey let's pack as much stuff in here as possible and it brings me back to listening to, to my friends talk about Monster Hunter and talk about the amount of hours that they get out of Monster Hunter and even just uh, a few weeks ago when Greg was in office playing Monster Hunter Rise we were having we were talking about it right it was both of us kind of playing it for review and Greg's playing more of it because he's more of a Monster Hunter person and he's like man Monster Hunter is fun man like Monster Hunter is just a fun game it's a great loop yeah and like I and I, when he was saying it I didn't understand it because I hadn't. I hadn't gotten to that loop yet. Like I was trying to play Monster Hunter Rise, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm getting lost." Like, man, these guys don't have health bars. I don't know when I'm, when they're gonna die. Like, I'm chasing these guys around. Where is the fun at? That's and- a t- it, uh, to be fair to you, bless it. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunter is a tough game to just hop into and play at work with no context to anything. Like for sure, there, it's a deep game that yeah. requires like a lot more attention. But once you get into it, it becomes the perfect podcast that, game. <laughs> and that's the thing is now I totally understand. Yeah. Right? It kind of took wild hearts for you to be like, Oh, I totally understand what monster Hunter fans are talking about mm-hmm. now because it is like, it's just a pure game. Yeah. Like it is just like, Hey man, just go out, grind, get the materials, fight these big monsters, have fun, chase after them. And just like, and it is a perfect podcast game where I started listening to podcasts while playing and time was just flying. Like, time was gone. After a while, I was like, I need to go to sleep because it is 11.30, and I'm usually I'm in bed by 11 because I'm an old person. Andy, you having your experience with Monster Hunter World specifically, do you think that Wild Hearts is more approachable to, to new players than Monster Hunter, or is it a similar type of grind? I think it'd be more approachable for new players only because I feel like this is kind of the ground floor for a lot of new players. Not, I don't think just Monster Hunter fans are going to play this. I think this kind of opens it up to a lot of a big new audience. So everybody's kind of getting in on the ground floor, even though a lot of the basic principles of what makes a Monster Hunter game a Monster Hunter game are all present. Yeah. Um, I think it's like, definitely give it a shot. Like, it, there's some stuff that's going to confuse you a bit at the beginning. Don't let it, don't get discouraged. Like, you you will eventually learn with it. If I can learn, anybody can learn. I have, like, the worst ADHD possible. I get distracted, and the next thing you know, I miss, like, a big tutorial, whatever. Um I want to get back real quick to the Death Stranding aspect of it, which is, again, when you're building in battle, you're building either defensive or offensive things to help you out in battle. Andy, I want to hear you get back to the Death Stranding stuff. Cool. Yeah. But first, I want to hear a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now, Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds 
finds you the best ones. And then you just watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. That's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone, you save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Go for it. Death Stranding. So, yeah, when you're in battle, you're using your building to kind of help you out, either defend or get offensive against these animals. But when you're just kind of exploring the world and looking for new kind of items to unlock or looking for crafting materials... You also use that same construction to set up big-ass zip lines. You essentially are creating your own fast travel, which is really, really cool. You find spots where Blessy was mentioning. Um, I kind of like putting a, a campsite. You always start off with a, a, your home base campsite, but then you want to explore and then place a new campsite down further in the island in case you die. It doesn't become a pain in the ass to run back to battle. You can die three times up uh, in a battle, which is also really neat. That's cool, yeah. That's, and that's and true. doing that, um, there's a mechanic called these dragon pits. So these dragon pits are kind of laid all around the world, and you have to put elements and resources into them in order to allow you to build more around them. So the game just isn't going to willy-nilly be like, hey, you can put up 17 zip lines here. It's not going to let you just cheese it that way. One of my tiny complaints is that I wish the world were a bit more... It's almost like a driving city trying to become a, a city with a lot of walking and pedestrians, where it's like you are encouraged to use a lot of these tools, but I don't think the world lends itself to really use these tools as much as you'd like. There are some areas that I would love to just set up zip lines to where it's like, you know, I'd rather do that than fast travel because zip lining is yeah. cool shit. It feels great. I mean, like, it reminds me a little bit of Death like zip, setting up a zip line in Death Stranding yeah. felt like the coolest thing ever. And, and it feels great. Yeah, in this game, it feels pretty good. And, and you know, I think during the stream, I was talking about how I would have liked a mount or something to get around faster. And you know, you brought up the point of like, I you're, they're trying to make you use the tools, but I think there's a balance there that they could hit, hit even better, where it is maybe te either teaching the tools a little bit better or making the world feel a bit more supportive of, hey, like, you, this is the perfect place for a zipline, wink, right. wink. Like, you want to put up a zipline over here and then over here and make you feel badass in terms of really making the world your own to explore. Yeah, there, there are some areas where it's like, I'd love to just be able to zipline to that middle of the map, but there's a big-ass mountain kind of structure in the way, and I just wish it was a bit friendlier for these options because once you kind of get uh, used to it and find the right spots to start using either ziplines or... There are like these big ass kind of propellers you could put on the ground that like launch you up and get you up really, really high. There's a lot of like different um, methods of kind of getting around the world. And when you find these new spots and you can put down campsites. So now in each world, I have like around four campsites that I can fast travel to or just have a really close spot to in case I die. I can just spawn from this place and I'm right there back into the battle. Um, but yeah, so far there are a couple of places where it's like, Oh man, I wish I could just set up three zip lines in this perfect way, but this fucking big ass mountain's just in the way, or this like tree just sometimes you shoot the zip line out and it gets caught on like polygons that aren't really there, but the collision mm -hmm. is there. So that kind of uh, can be a little pain in the ass sometimes. But it does make the world, 
I think a lot more interesting where you are creating your own fast travel. You are getting around this world um, on your own accord. You know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Another thing that I think is cool is the devs uh, kind of embargo structure for this game is something that I've never seen before where they actually let us stream the game um, before the review embargo. Like we're doing a review now. It's going to hit the embargo for this game, but they let us actually stream the days leading into it for our review coverage, which I think is like such a, a, a cool thing that I wish other devs would do. I know not everyone can or wants to or that wouldn't necessarily make sense but i do think that it shows uh confidence in them yeah um but also a, a uh hey let's just it is what it is this is a multiplayer focused game let's put it out there and actually see people in action um doing it and letting the audience to see that i think is a really really cool thing right and it, and it works smooth as hell too i'll say that like i haven't i'm so used to brand new games coming out and trying to hop in somebody's world and just having the worst time with either connecting or frame rate or big internet drops and stuff like that but there was a little bit of that uh, well, like we, not dropping but. i I, th I think we were having issues like getting into a party i think that may be like nat type stuff yeah. where like i could join joey's party blessing couldn't join us but then when it was me and blessing joey couldn't join us like stuff like that that isn't necessarily the game that's just nat type stuff that when are we going to figure out nat type stuff, Come you know? On, but let, that, for the future, can we can we focus on two things? Male pattern baldness and nat type? That's it. Like, can we let's figure out... Pattern you know it. what let's I'm saying? Like, let's God figure damn. these things out, everybody. Um, so that there were some of those issues where we weren't always seeing each other available. And that feel like that happens, like, in a lot of games. So it's it's a three-player game, mm -hmm. right? And it's cross-play? Yes. And is it on... Xbox and PlayStation yeah, PC, and Xbox, PC. PlayStation, yeah. Cool. Okay. So then, uh, and you're saying that like you had a little couple issues, but that it it, it seems simple enough and it works to be able to do the cross play. Yeah. Join up as a team and play. Yeah, hundred percent. There's right. also a really neat kind of feature that happens where you, when you're at your kind of home base, your hub world, and I shouldn't say hub world because it's not like you're watching a bunch of other players running around. It's not that type of thing. But every once in a while, there'll be an NPC on top of like one of these structures that you just walk around when you go talk to NPCs to go buy stuff from the shop. And there might be an NPC there that is another player's character. Um, similar to like a drive avatar is what I would compare it to in Forza, where it's like, oh, that's Blessing in this race, but it's not Blessing actually playing. That's just like representative of him. And there'll be another player where it's like, here's fucking Lord Googly Eye, and here's his EA name and his PSN name. Um, and it's like, this person needs help with a hunt. And I'm not sure what the actual mechanic is there. Hmm. I do know that it's an easy way to just go fight an animal and take it down and get good XP for it. Yeah, maybe that's the yeah. use case. I mean, my right? assumption possibly, was that but like, like I don't know if it helps do. that person. I don't know if they are requesting this, or maybe it pops up when they fail a hunt or something like that. I, I'm not quite sure exactly how it works, but it was cool to just kind of see a random player, and I've seen like three of them so far, where you just walk up to them, they're like, "Hey, I need help with this hunt." So you go to their world, and then you go. You're, you don't see them playing with you, but you go take down an animal and it like helps them out, I guess, in their game. Uh, because when you get, because when you fight that animal and you go back to their world, it'll say, do you want to return to your own Minato? And Minato is like your main hub place, whatever the location's called. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what that mechanic is doing, but I think it's pretty neat to be able to help somebody. And if it helps them offline, that's pretty cool. I, yeah. I enjoy that aspect of it. One thing I like, too, are the cosmetics and the armors. Um, as you get further in the game and as you fight more monsters, you unlock more armor sets. And they do have... I don't know if this is, if it's exactly transmog, but they have a system for you to where you can... What's happening here? You can wear an armor set. I've got a little hat. <laughs> oh, it's a hat. I, I, I thought she was talking to like a shoulder. I thought it was headless. <laughs> I was like, what the hell's happening? No, okay. That, yeah. No, I'm but stupid. They have a system where you can um, put on a armor visually, but then have the qualities of other armor sets that you put on, which I always love because, you know, I love to be fashionable. I, I, I love I to put on the old, the the armor that I want to wear, right, right, while also maintaining um, a lot of the qualities or properties that um, are in some of the more powerful armor that, that I acquire. And that's going to be a question that a lot of people asked, I think, during our stream was, how is the armor system? Is it similar to Monster Hunter? It is whenever you kill certain monsters, they will drop their, like, body part stuff that you will use to craft armor with, and they all have their own properties. So there's, like, a bird that has has like poisonous sort of stuff that it like shoots out of you or whatever. And then if Fuck you then bird, the kill enough of them and get enough of those parts, you'll have a very, very good poison resistant 
suit or piece mm-hmm. of armor. There's fire resistance, there's ice resistance, there's all that stuff that you just expect. Um, character creator, fucking awesome. So this is one of the best character creators, one of the most expansive character creators I've ever seen. Like, I'm talking a shitload of hairstyles, and in those shitload of hairstyles, you can extend the lengths oh, on the hair. You can add, um, let's say that that dude's hairstyle that we saw a little while ago, where it's like kind of a ponytail back. There might be a front piece of the hair that you can add where it's like, here's bangs or here's really, really long bangs or here's like spikes up in the front that you can add to an already existing one. And then with those hairstyles, you can add like a curl modifier to where you can make the hair wavy at a certain point. Good shit. This is awesome. It is insanely cool. Um, The amount of colors you can add on them where it's like, uh, adding a highlighted strip, make the roots darker, make the tips lighter, make the tips darker, whatever the hell you want, whatever colors you want. It is so expansive. So, like, what we're seeing on, on screen right now, the character art, phenomenal. Like, whenever you get into a cutscene and you're looking at, at a 3D character talking to you, the art is really, really damn good. Great eye rendering. It's a great visual. It's just kind of when you're in the gameplay where the game can look kind of dookie. <laughs> one, one thing I'll throw out there too is I think the, I think it might be a Koei Tecmo thing in terms of the character creator thing because I noticed really I noticed a similar level of quality in Neo Two when I booted up Neo Two oh. late last year. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Why is this character creator so, so good? good? Even yeah. talking about the hair options, like black hair options, is a thing I harp on a lot. Even especially when it comes to like from software games and stuff, right? And like a, a big excuse that gets thrown around is like. Oh man, it's like it's Japanese game development. They don't have the same level of like diversity and in availability of uh black people on the art team, like all that stuff. And between this and Neo 2, I'm like, yo, somebody's figuring it out. Because right. Neo 2 has a, a similar pretty quality selection no of now. curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and so yeah, kudos to that. Uh and one one thing I want to bring up in terms of this is a smaller nitpick because I know story and narrative is not really a bigger part of these games. I think most people are here mainly for the gameplay, but the story is one thing that I'll say, I I think the premise is interesting because it is the monsters or the Komodo that you're hunting are essentially ruining the land. Um, Like the more you hunt these things, the more you're kind of like, you know, you're helping the, you're saving the land from devastation. Um, But the English voice acting is not good. I don't know if you've if you've listened to the English I, I switch over to the Japanese voice acting, yeah. Yeah. And like I know usually people expect the VO the English VO at least to not be that great in these kind of games, but I feel like this time around it's like noticeably, oh, maybe you should have skipped this one if this is what you're bringing to it. I think maybe part of it is uh it, it does sound like Japanese voice actors speaking English and mm-hmm. trying to it kind of it's like the old David Cage kind of thing happening where you had a bunch of Swedish people mm-hmm. trying to sound american yeah and they'd be like what are we going to do over here you know like yeah, and you yeah. could tell like just speak with an accent it's okay you don't have to like try to sound like you're fucking jonathan from new york you know what i mean <laughs> like it's all right but i did switch to the japanese voice acting because this is kind of based on feudal japan uh all true stories all these monsters are real <laughs> uh, no it's like meant to be in feudal japan it's very much that vibe so i switch over to the japanese voice acting much like i did when i played uh sekiro and it fits great and it it works and it's awesome so i would recommend doing that if you're if you're like oh this voice acting isn't too awesome just switch to the japanese it sounds way cooler any closing words on wild hearts I plan to play more. Like, yeah. I, I, this is, I, re- I really want to put in way more time into this game because I'm very surprised by how good of a time I'm having. And I'm hoping that, like, I'm hoping more people jump into it so that we have more people to play with, right? Like, I think that's my main thing is this seems like a perfect game to uh, spend time with people, right? And the way that I look at Fortnite is one of those games of, yeah. hey, this is a way to hang out with my friends. This seems like a perfect one of those. But then also it seems like a perfect grind game if you want to put on a podcast or put on an album and really just, like, lose yourself uh to the game i think it's a really good one of those yeah that that perfect grind game of i just need one more of these of this monster's fucking finger toe yeah i need that i need that nail piece or that back piece or whatever the hell to then upgrade this weapon even further and you can upgrade your weapons to like be a, a fire version of it or the ice version so all that stuff is just it's just got a great loop i I cannot recommend it anymore. I think it's like a definite must play if you're into action RPGs. You can play it by yourself and still have a great time. That's how I played like 90% of it and I'm I'm having a blast. Hell yeah. That, that's super awesome, man. 
Go check it out. Yeah, good win. Oh. I'm like happy that it's yeah. like a, yeah. a yeah. game. Oh, this one, it was like it was a little yeah. indie. It was yeah. like could maybe maybe not. Another one I want to say is like a good win for EA Originals as well. Yeah, yeah. Really? like good on holy them. cow, they've had such a, a streak between you talk we about keep it, saying it, dude. EA two, man, this. Yeah, like I think they're choosing really good projects to to uh, greenlight, and I think putting out a Monster Hunter competitor is something we've seen a lot and something that. I feel like never sticks. You know, I've seen Dauntless come and go. I've seen other uh, Monster Hunter style games come and go. This seems like one that might stick. Um, and at the very least, it seems like one that is very quality. Um, and so, yeah, good for them for finding a vision. And also, yeah, E Originals for having this game be a part of it. Because also for like a, a, an action RPG from Koei Tecmo from Japan, that is especially something you don't see out of EA Originals. Yeah, totally. Usually you see like, yeah, the It Takes Two or the smaller um, Western games. So good on them for diversifying and good on them for um, finding the right team to do this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't been playing that, but I have been playing a game called Blanc that uh, I I want to review for you guys Benoit. right now. Uh, exactly, Benoit Blanc, baby. Um, I talked a little bit about this on Kind of Funny Games Daily. If I were to give it a review on the Kind of Funny scale, I'd give it a, a three out of five, which is our, our okay. Um, but I don't think that that is a great representation of what makes this game actually good and uh, in some ways amazing. Like I think the, the experience of this game is very special and i think it's very personal to me because this is the first game that gia has ever beaten uh we did it together Whoa. we played co-op through the entire thing and that was such a special experience and i really want to credit the game for being the perfect five out of five type game for that experience of a play a, somebody that is not a gamer at all that uh, someone like me a gamer wants to introduce to the idea of games and um could this be something that you enjoy and she has been dabbling here and there on, on some stuff she's been playing marvel snap a lot like i've talked about and she's been playing through um pokemon fire red which is awesome um but this is different right this is a bit more of like a 3d like walking around there's puzzles to figure out Good i'd say it's a bit more of like it's a, it's a video game ass video game from just like a gameplay perspective is it like in the journey sort of it is though? um i'd say a little bit more puzzle based like it's a little bit more like screen to screen every screen has a puzzle or um some of the screens are more like momentum traversal based for for fun but the the pitch of blanc is it's a very 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 small game made by a very very small team uh it's there the first game that they ever put out um, published by Gearbox, um, but this oh. is the first, first time, uh, which is, again, interesting with the yeah. EA-type conversation we just had, but um, it is a co-op game where you play as a little wolf cub and a, uh, a, a baby deer, a fawn. A fawn. And um, the, the fawn is white with black eyes, and the little wolf cub is black with white eyes, and everything else in the world is this snow-covered landscape, and it's all white and black, and it is beautiful like it is such a, an amazing art piece and uh it's so well designed visually that like every it's one of those every frame of painting type situations where the entire game could be a wallpaper like it just looks so damn good um but that shit in night mode though <laughs> it's too much <laughs> it's very bright it is, it is it's very bright but it does not outstay its welcome i think that is something that is a a, a real good plus for me for this this whole game less than three hours and that is playing with somebody awesome. that doesn't know how to play games. So I do think that it could be even shorter for um, others. And you could even play by yourself um, where half the controller controls one of them and half controls the other using the two sticks and uh, basic buttons where one of them is essentially interact and uh, another one is run. Um, and it's this cute little game. The Perry? Most what about Perry? There's no parry. Uh, I was no like, waiting for it to, to come. <laughs> but it's this cute little game that is so wholesome. Like I've never played a game this wholesome where like it it's not about like the darkness and sadness of humanity. It's like legitimately just two homies hanging out and like working together. And the the whole pitch of it, like the point of the game the devs were saying is empathy and really working with what you have to help others and um realizing what others have that you don't that can help you. And, and going through, and it starts with just the, the two of them, but as you go through, you meet a lot of other little woodland creatures that kind of need help, and like you help them out. And it, it's great because there's no dialogue, there's no text, they just throw you in, and it is the closest I've ever felt to playing a Pixar short, which is so cool, you know? And it really has those like emotional moments where I felt emotionally affected by this game less from the moments happening on screen and more from like what it was creating with me and g playing which is very special and cool and like i think that it's, it's well designed for that reason where it's a very approachable game for new gamers 
it allowed me to, in the beginning, kind of give her the initial, this is how this works, interact means this, run with this, like hold this down to whatever the basics. And then pretty quickly, she was the one giving me instructions. She was the one like, oh, I think it's over here. And like, she solved a couple of the puzzles before I did, um, which I thought was like really cool. And that's to the game's credit. Like it's designed in a way that anybody that's paying attention to it can kind of grasp what's going on and, and have a lot of fun with it. On a gameplay side, it's pretty damn simple. Um, it can be frustrating in some moments where I'm like, I know exactly what I need to do here, but it's kind of the physics based. Like, fights some, against you a little bit. It fights against you. Some of the controls, because it's so beautiful and it's so well animated, the animations aren't um, as in line with you moving the way you want to move. Like us gamers, perfect example I can give. We've all played Ocarina of Time. How do you get around in Ocarina of Time? You're just fucking rolling over and over and over and you look like a jackass. You know what I mean? It's like, and it's like so annoying to watch or listen to, but it's like, we're, we're trying to get somewhere fast. We know the mechanics of it. This game doesn't allow that. This game is very much like, no, it's beautiful and you're going to see it all. Mm -hmm. So it can get kind of frustrating in that way. Um, technically, there's a couple, there's a lot of like shuddery motions and like some weird pop-ins. You can't control the camera at all. And that can get a little frustrating when one of you, goes a little too far from the other and it just kind of like pulls in a weird way uh, um, really quick in context what platform do you to play on i played on switch uh it's also available on on pc uh it's 15 dollars. small small title as well um i can't imagine it running much better anywhere like it just kind of it i, I don't think it's like the tech isn't there i think it's just kind of like because of how it's animated it's kind of like gets in the way there um and some of the puzzles are physics based where there's like wind and like you're trying to help like little ducklings get across a bridge and you have to like block the wind and on the other side there's alligators in the water <laughs> you gotta watch I mean, it die kinda. <laughs> but uh it can get kind of hard where like you can i see where the wind lines are going but the hitbox is just a little off mm. so it can get kind of frustrating where it's like I know exactly what I need to do, but it's not letting me do it. Um, but honestly, those are the the only criticisms I have. I think that it's a really cool experience that I, I would recommend to... You can look at this game and understand if it's worth your time or not. And I think that if you're like, oh, this looks kind of cool, you're going to think it's really cool. And it's short enough that it's worth the the time investment into it. I don't know if it'd be worth playing alone. I do think that this is a great... It's a great date game. Came out on Valentine's Day, and like that is Hell yeah. freaking perfect. But... I could see me and G playing this next year, you know, maybe make it like a, a Valentine's Day tradition or something, but really cool little game. Um, shout out to you guys for doing something cool, and I can't wait to see what the what that team works on next. Two Joy-Cons? Yeah. Um, or did you, like... We uh, we both use Pro Controllers. You know what I mean? Zip-less. Got them back paddles on my, yeah. <laughs> my fancy 8-bit Doe one. No drift. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, you know... This has been the kind of funny games cast. We're reviewing a ton of stuff. Uh, we're going to cut this one here because Bless needs to go record. P.S. I love you. XOXO, which will be. Can we say exactly what it is? Yeah, we can. Okay, cool. It'll be the PSVR 2 review and the Horizon Call of the Mountain review. Um, him, Janet, and Paris yeah. joining for that one. Um, I think both the pieces of content, this that you're watching now, and that will be out. Within hours of each other. Yes. So just stay tuned. Again, kind that of funny popping off. By the time you're listening to this, that is already out. Then boom. Good now. Right now. Cut this. Go there. Till next time. Love you all. Bye. All right, buddy.